Hey folks, welcome in to Pro Football Ireland. Monday morning, if you're listening to this on the Monday morning, you've had some weekends. Hi, Paddy Kilty on the late, late. Ireland's on the verge of winning the World Cup in about five and a half weeks' time, please God. And we've got through the second week of the NFL season. I love how energetic we all are, presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in the in Ireland and the UK. The Ireland? We're recording this pre-Sunday Night Football, so if we do say stuff like that, don't worry. First off, happy Monday to everybody. I'll welcome in Michaela. First off, Michaela, great to see you again. Um, great to have the NFL yeah. back this weekend again. Yeah, I actually think this week was better than last week, to be completely fair. I think the games last week, I think there were a few teams that were rusty and, you know, they, some of the players should have played better, like the Bengals and stuff like that. The Bengals still didn't play well this week, but I thought it was a much more entertaining week. There was a few matches that were very close, a few teams that surprised me. So all in all, it was a great second week and it really kind of kicked up my excitement for the rest of the season. Two weeks from London, uh, less than two weeks now, 13 days away from London. Look, looking forward to that. Hopefully maybe see you there as well, Michaela. Uh, Connor, that was a vintage moment in Pro Football Ireland's history there, Michaela. I mean, that was... That was very funny i, I I'm, I'm just trying to get, i'm trying to stay awake we're, we're buzzing we're good connor are, are you doing well toronto boy east coast getting ready for sunday night football which has already happened by the time people listen to this absolutely yeah yeah can't wait now um so luckily i'm not as tired as you two i'm ready to go i'm gearing up for the dolphins versus the patriots i can't wait but we did just have another brilliant sunday of football i absolutely loved it Michaela, I know you're in a call out. I'm only joking. Just having a crack. And um, right, let's let us let us get to it. it. It was like for me, it felt like this was. And Michaela, you touched on it a wee bit there. It felt like this was the first Sunday. Last week was quite sketchy. It was a wee bit rusty, and it really truly felt to me. I think it was that Lion Seahawks game, which we'll talk about in a wee bit. It felt like oh my god, the NFL's back. But let's jump on a few things. If we don't mention your team, we're not superheroes. Jeff Reinbold will be live with me at 9 o'clock on Monday night and we'll talk about everything. So if you have any questions, that's why we can't get through 16 games. I'd love to, but we can't. Let's talk about the Bengals falling to 0-2 in the season, um, losing 27-24. to The box score only shows so much. I guess, Michaela, the funny thing was, we we knew a few weeks ago, and I, th- I think it was you that spoke about it on a podcast about how concerned you were about Burrow's injury. At the time, I was like, He'll be okay. Like he wouldn't have came back. They wouldn't have played him if he wasn't doing well. Well, tonight or on Sunday night, he did not look good. He looked rusty. The offense couldn't get anything together. And the box score, of course, as we said previously, only shows so much. 222 yards on the day. But when they were early in the third quarter, I think it was the second and eight, Burrow was looking for T. Higgins. He had a double move, cut out the middle towards the end zone. And Burrow stared Higgins down the whole time. And it was intercepted. And that basically, a touchdown on that play would have given the Bengals a 17-13 lead. Would have completely changed the game. And we'll talk about the Ravens in a wee minute, Michaela. But just just first off, it's a little bit concerning for the Bengals because whenever Joe Burrow's coming out and saying, I don't know how it's going to feel in the next couple of days in regards to his calf injury, you start to think, if they don't get it together in the next three to four weeks in what could be a very competitive AFC North with the Steelers and Browns playing on Monday Night Football, they need to sort it out quickly because going 0-2 in the season is never good. Even though I think they done it last year, which now makes me think 
What are you talking about, Michael? But still, not good, Michaela. No, yeah, the Browns did, oh, not the Browns, sorry, the Bengals did start off um, poorly last year. And I think then, I know myself, I thought that, okay, it was kind of uh, just a bit of luck that they got to the Super Bowl and they played that well. And then obviously they turned it around and their Super Bowl contenders last year got far in the playoffs. But um, oh, yeah, so I'm not too... I'm not too concerned, but also I'm a little bit concerned because I know they can turn it around. But also, I thought Joe Burrow wasn't going to be able to play for the first four weeks. So the fact that he's been cleared of his injury and he's been playing, but I think we can see now that he's not fully fit if that's the way he's playing. You know, he should be on top of the world. He's he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league now he got his big money contract you know he got his offensive line fixed up needed to protect him and just they're just not playing well enough now I like I think they still have some holes to fill I did say I think once they fix the offensive line they'd probably win the Super Bowl but now I can see their secondary isn't really up to par they need to bring in some good guys back there kind of like a like um a Jair Alexander they need players of that caliber in the secondary but Joe needs to step his game up you know if he's not fit I think he should just come out because some backups are playing very well like Minshew played very well when Richardson left the game today I know Dobbs is the starter at Arizona because Kyler Murray's out he played very well today so I think Joe could actually be hindering the team by playing if he's not fully fit and the only person that I was um, impressed today on the Bengals was T Higgins you know he kept them in the game he was making the vital catches but I don't know what the Bengals need to do. They need to, he needs to step his game up. So he should either take a week or two rests and see if he comes back better, or he just needs to get his head in the game. But I'm very disappointed how they started the season so far. Yeah, Connor, go go on what Michaela said there. Like Jake Browning's the only guy they have in there. They could probably go out and get somebody else and look at potentially giving Burrow one or two weeks to try and get things together again. I guess it depends on his injury and how beneficial those two or three weeks would be for him. You know, when they were 0-2 last year, the issues were really obvious on the offense. They had to completely redesign their run game. You know, they had to give Burrow more opportunities. And as Michaela mentioned there as well, Connor, the offensive line. You know, this year Burrow just, just doesn't look just doesn't look like himself. And that's far more concerning. I guess if you want to talk to us just a bit about that there, and if you, if you maybe want to touch on the Ravens as well, uh, before we look at a different game. Well, a hungry man is a motivated man. How often have we seen it where you get that blank check, baby? You get that blank check, and then two hundred and seventy-five you know, big ones, hey? Yeah, the, the real big ones. Yeah, jeez, like, and I, I remember it kind of happened to when Dak Prescott got paid. He got paid a ton of money a few years ago at the beginning of that contract, and that season, Dak was like, just kind of went went straight down a cliff. I think two years ago, three years ago, maybe. Um, but yeah, like Joe Burrow is kind of he's like as I say, he's got that dog in him, you know. He just re- he really is that guy, and he hasn't really looked like it. He's kind of a bit, yeah, just a, a bit out of source. Like it's even kind of hard to put your finger on the button because I would have thought, and I, I'm sure you would too, Michaela uh, and Michael. But like an injured, a slightly injured Joe Burrow is better than anyone else I can get because he can still pass great, he can still hold there. You know, you're thinking like this guy can, this guy can do exactly. Uh, what we need him to do because we do have some some weapons around him um, where he can do a job. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of backups, Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup in the NFL still. It, every time that guy comes onto the field, he does an unbelievable job. So um, 
I don't know. I I would be in favor of if if it were me, I would be in favor of let's let's stick with Joe. Maybe give him a practice off or two. Let's see if his head's there and stick with him. And you know, because he is he is a motivated player. He's he he's he's very competitive. So maybe it's just something off the first two games. You know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, and then with Baltimore, I guess we want to talk about Baltimore. Um, I thought Flowers was outstanding. So we're not kind of seeing the same thing with Bengals and Chase. Like Flowers was amazing. He loads weapons. Unfortunately, Odell was was injured, but Lamar Jackson looked like the real deal again. Everyone seems to kind of forget about him in off seasons, but then once he comes on, he's amazing. So um, that was a great game to watch, and I, I can't I can't believe that they almost like ruined it. Like as you said, if they had scored a touchdown, they're up seventeen thirteen. It's a totally yeah. different game. But at one point, I mean, we were texting uh, Michaela like Baltimore were just flying. They were just flying. You were like, oh. They're just going to keep going here. Another touchdown, another touchdown. I'd be like 35, 40 points. Like, easily. The way they're playing, they look electric. Michaela, maybe it is is a situation like Connor said there. Maybe you do wrap them in cotton wool per se until next Sunday or next weekend and see. Going on the whole Ravens thing, Michaela, like, uh, Lamar looks so clean. Just every player looked great. Like even the stats aren't great collectively, but collectively they had I think 150 yards rush between Edwards, Jackson, and Hill themselves. So when Odell goes out, when you've got Aguilar and Zay Flowers that can compensate, even when Mark Andrews comes back after not being in week one, you've got that defense there. Ravens look good, and the Ravens look like a team that are going to be in contention for a spot in the playoffs. Whether that's at the AFC North or the wild card come the end of the year, two and zero to start the season, and at least one team in their division is most likely, barring some sort of overtime miracle, going to lose tomorrow night in Pittsburgh? The Bengals really need, um, I think, the Browns to lose to the Steelers later on because, you know, it's really bad for the Bengals to lose to two division rivals. It's probably one of the strongest divisions in the NFL with probably top five quarterbacks at each team except for the Steelers they have Deshaun Watson at the Browns they have Joe Burrow at the Bengals they have Lamar Jackson so he's really up against it so he needs the Steelers and the Bengals need the Steelers to do them a favour and to beat the Browns but I'm really impressed to how the Ravens play I never really rate the Ravens very highly because I think Lamar Jackson is a bit injury prone Um, I think they always get to the playoffs and stutter so I never really rated them highly but to, to credit where credit's due They've started the season off very well. They played very well against, even though they weren't at their best, they played very well against one of the best teams in the NFL with the Bengals. Um, you know, I I do think it. You know, saying that, I do think if the Bengals were at their best, they probably would have bet. No, actually, the one they thought they, I I still think it would have been a close game if the Bengals were at, were at the best. I I think it would have been a shootout. Flowers played very well. Pity about OBJ, but he kind of that was kind of the the risk they took in signing him they gave him a lot of money I didn't agree with it because he's a bit injury prone and he got injured tonight but he did have some good plays when he when he was on the field um, but Lamar just looks fantastic I, I know J.K. Dobbins went down last week but um, Lamar is practically running the run game on his own he's such a great dual track quarterback and you can see now now that he has Flowers and Aguilar he is making good passes. Like he was just dropping dimes tonight. So I think they have brought in some receivers that will help them. And I do think probably after what 
I, I won't write the Bengals off yet, but I do think the Ravens and the Bengals will be the top two in the AFC North. Not bad for and, running back. Not bad for running back. Uh, Rams next, Titans next, Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, and Bills over the next six weeks for the Bengals. Time will tell. I'm sure it'll be a good few of them. Uh, Odell Beckham's injury, his ankle injury, is not considered, quote, serious. My coach Harbour, time will tell also with a more not during the week. Uh, let's let, let's jump ahead to Seattle, Detroit, and just sort of see what we think of. I mean, first off, 37 to 31 overtime win for the Seahawks in a game where I think many of us thought that the Lions would come out and play well, just based upon the fact that they had a very, very good year last year. Never mind the fact you you looked at the way they came into Kansas City and really, really put a marker down last week. I mean, I don't know who wants to go first here, folks, but like Alex Ka- Alex Kemp's officiating crew is known for throwing a few flags, as I would say. Um, and they definitely lived up to that bill. And CJ Gardner-Johnson had an unsportsmanlike penalty for shoving after making a tackle for loss. They ended up being a seven-zip seven lead for Seattle. When it was less than four minutes in the second half to go, the officials called Kirby Joseph for a defensive pass interference. And clearly, from looking at the replay, DK, Ma- DK Metcalf gained an advantage. But one of the bigger stories from this is I was sitting, I'll go with you first, Mikhail, I was sitting watching NFL game day morning this afternoon. Shout out to my wife who asked me, why are you watching this? The games don't start to 6 o'clock. Why well, is it? Well, it's either this, it's Everton against Arsenal, or it's South Africa against Romania. Take your pick. Anyway, Rich Eisen... Um, basically said if people like you put they put the big graphic up for Jared Goff's record, and it's Matt was it like week nine from last year he hadn't threw a pick, and he basically said watch Jared Goff throw a pick today, and and he did. The thing look the thing for me is Michaela the Lions look really really good, but they gave up far too many points today. I think both teams are really really intriguing in the NFC, but this was the game Michaela where I thought, oh my god the NFL's back. I love watching this game. It was just. So fun to watch, and I think any neutral would like to see both the Lions, whose atmosphere in Forfield was popping, and the Seahawks, who were under par last week, but they've got some serious weapons in Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker, to name a few, get down the stretch this season. I really enjoyed that game in the sense of, I now I know he threw a pick, and the pick definitely cost them the game for the Lions because it was a pick six. But I do really, really rate Jared Goff, and it, it was so typical because he did he hasn't had an interception since the middle of last year, last season. And I think he was only twenty passes or so away from breaking Aaron Rodgers' record. Um, but I was watching some of the passes he was making, and I just thought, up oh, the he was just unbelievable. I, I was just cheering him on, and I was thinking to myself, if I didn't support the Eagles. And I had to pick a team I would support the Lions because there's just something about them. There's something about the head coach. And I like the kind of chip on the shoulder that Jared Goff has because, you know, he was the first overall pick. I I think he was never really respected by the coaching staff in LA. I, I don't think Sean McVay kind of had that much confidence in him. But I think now he's at Detroit and I don't think people expected much from him. And I think he's just flourished there. I I was really watched them enjoying today, and I it was a pity that they did lot lose, um, because I think the Detroit Lions are the better team. I think they're go they're gonna go further than the Seahawks. I think they're they're probably better in every aspect except for 
you know, the Seahawks are just lucky that they have two incredible wide receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But I, one play that sticks out to me from that game is just Geno Smith dropping back out of the pocket. And I think he drops an extra 20 yards back and he gets sacked. And even oh the commentators are like, you can't do that. Just throw it away. I like. I think Geno's a good kind of filler quarterback for now for the next couple of years until, until they can get someone either in free agency or the draft but I think Jared Goff is, is going to stick around in, in Detroit for a, a while and it was also a sellout game as well at Ford Field today so I think you know the city is coming together it was a it was a bad loss today but it was a flip of a coin it, you know it was never if you're you weren't going to put either of them in a bet I didn't touch them in the bet because I, I knew it was going to be close and I knew there wasn't a certain winner but I do think going forward just judging off the quarterback play, the Lions are going to go a lot further than the Seahawks. I think Jared Goff is easily a top 10 quarterback in the league. Uh, yeah, presented by Idiot Sport. Just going to fire that in at team plus be gamble aware or gamblingcare.ie, which I found last night on television. Uh, Connor, two things. is based on what Michaela said. I'm going to whisper it. First one. Actually, no, I'll say it. I'll keep it to the second one. First off, the Seahawks for that play that Michaela mentioned with Geno Smith and it was atrocious and I was like what is going on here the atmosphere from the crowd was sensational whenever that happened but mm. for a team like the Seahawks where you feel like they need to take another step up they have got some serious talent Kenneth Walker is unreal DK Tyler Noah Fant is a former Broncos lad here as well Smith and Jigma to say the least as well on the offense that's one thing I think they could go I think the Seahawks go to the playoffs I'm just going to put it out there now but let's whisper it. Is Jared Goff an elite quarterback? Is Jared Goff no. an elite quarterback? He could be elite soon enough. Could be, could be. Um, he's right there. He has all the ability. I think he has a lot of the talent. There's just, you know, at the highest level of sport, there is the kind of mental side that takes up a huge amount of the difference between you know, really making and becoming elite and not making it is usually nothing to do with your physical characteristics or your speed or your timing or anything like that. It's all upstairs. It's all mental. Um, maybe there's some games being played or maybe, you know, when he got traded from the Rams, maybe there was like a bit of a, a, bit of a slump and he was sort of like, you know, well, maybe you don't trust me or believe in me. Um, obviously, he comes out and says, you know, well, I, I'm going to be that guy. I'm part of this organization. Can't wait. Detroit fans are amazing, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I don't know is the answer. I I'd love to guess and uh, give you some odds on it, but I I I, I really don't know. T- time will tell. Time will tell, Mister Goff. But it was um it was an exciting game. I honestly thought because I was trying to add up a little parlay earlier. I honestly oh, thought this was, this was a trap game for Detroit. I hundred percent thought it was a trap game for Detroit, coming off a one point win against Kansas in Kansas opening game of the season. Amazing really emotional high energy this is fantastic um seahawks didn't really like give us much last week i thought like like no one was kind of really talking about them wasn't really a whole lot going on you're kind of like oh well i mean they're yeah they're geno smith so maybe this isn't something else but then you're also like well they they still have dj metcalf they still have tyler lockett um i did think it was a trap game but you know halfway through the game i was like oh detroit have this they're great really like how they're playing and then, you know, all of a sudden we just like the NFL can do, it finishes up 37-31, a great game of football. And it was 
the weapons of Metcalf and Lockett. Lockett's last touchdown there in particular was just fantastic. Um, so with, with those two, when you keep them fit and healthy, then and the G, I think Gino just needs to hit some form and keep his form, maybe something like kind of like he did today, um, and not try and do anything crazy, you know, not try and be anything more than what he was. Um, and then it'll be really interesting, I think. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump on another game, and we will go into more detail on the Monday. Like, we'll try and get as much things as we can as possible. Appreciate the analysis you both gave. I want to give a shout out to if if I keep looking this way, there's a spider the size of my hand that's just appeared out of nowhere. So if I start screaming and if I disappear, that's why people on the podcast loving this. People on the X or social media platforms giving comments. And there's a lot of things we're not going to talk about here, but we'll say it anyway. See people's reactions here. Uh, Caelan Lawhorn saying Brandon Staley's one more loss from getting fired. More to come on that soon. Jared Gavin, Chargers doing Chargers f- things. Raider Lee, the pain. Oh, the pain. Matthew Reed, CJ Stroud is the best rookie quarterback. Simon saying LSC and Cincy both 0-2 oh, yeah. will either make the playoffs. We'll come back to that. Craig Johnson, bit of a timed one, mate. The Giants are a mess. They make Dobbs look like Mahomes and maybe the Giants not taking or Giants are tanking, not the cards. Well, we'll probably not talk about that now. J O Anthony Richardson will break the quarterback rushing touchdown record if he stays healthy. We're not going to talk about this, so I'll briefly say this very quickly before we look at one more game in this segment. RG Fleet. It's like watching RG Fleet all over again. The the man is going to run in and wreck his leg or something. I, I want him to do well, but he's. I feel like I'm his parent. And I feel like we could talk about that for 10 minutes. So I'm just going to jump on and talk about Green Bay, Atlanta. Now, when we talk about Green Bay this season, Connor, I'm going to let you go before Michaela because I presume that you have some sort of update for us on the prodigal son that is Dan Whelan. God bless Dan Whelan, etc. Um, did, you, like, did you see much of him today at all? Or have you heard any reports? I, I know you were talking to him during the week. Packers lose, so first loss of um, Dan's career, but a very close loss in the end up. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, another great game. Football came right down to the wire um, in Atlanta. It's an amazing stadium. It's like it's like a cauldron. It's hot and it's loud and it's full of screaming Falcons fans. So um, Daniel, our lad from Wicklow, had another very good game. Uh, I think he averaged just over forty nine yards. Had five punts, um, one inside the twenty or two inside the twenty. So he did great. Um and good holding too. I was talking to him during the week, and he was he was saying like he just wants to kind of settle down a little bit more in the punting role. But he was really happy with how he held. Um, and then he went down and another great game today. And it it didn't come down to their special teams; it came down to the other special teams. A good friend of mine, Young Way Koo, with the game winner with fifty seven seconds to go, chip shot. He probably could have made that with his left and his eyes closed. Um. And that's what it came down to, you know, 25-24. And I actually did think at the end of the game, I'm not sure what you thought, Michaela, I thought Jordan Love actually had a great chance to do something. And he didn't. And he didn't. He was he was, he was was bounced around there. He had a great pass in third and 10, but it was holding. Uh, um, and it, um, it just, he got, got back to third and 15. And then completely missed the pass, and I was just like, "Oh, this is this is where this is where Aaron Rodgers would have done something very simple, but made and made it look really easy. But like you just you just don't see that from many quarterbacks. He, he would have zipped a bunch of passes, yards, 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 yards. Got down to with twenty seconds ago, fifteen seconds ago, hit a field goal, win the game. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know. Jordan Love a top play great, but it comes down to you know you got to be great at the right time. 
Yeah, Young I completely Buck, agree because I, I was listening to the stats obviously when they were saying it because it was on Red Zone. So, of course, it was flicking between all the games. And I think the the Green Bay Packers were up 24 to 9 or 24 to 12 at one point. And I was kind of thinking, oh, this game's over. Surely, like, the Green Bay Packers are playing a lot better. Love had three passing touchdowns. So it was kind of... I kind of writ the Atlanta Falcons off, but you're completely right in what you're saying. In I think um, Love had, like, 50 seconds left of the game to just get the ball in the field goal range and for them to have a kick, a field goal, and they would have won the game. They're only a point behind. And... He, like you said, he has to. You have to show that he's he's played great. Obviously, he had the highest quarterback rating last week. But it's those moments that are important. It's those moments that you need a Josh Allen and a Joe Burrow. And I'm not saying I don't think he could be at their level because we haven't seen enough of him to judge that. But it would have been, to be honest, they were controlling the game a lot. They played better for the whole game. They should have won the game. So it was that moment he just needed to be great for another 50 seconds, just complete a number of consecutive passes, just get them in the field goal range and they would have won the game. But he didn't. But, you know, it's only a second game starting, so we won't be too harsh on him. But the the Falcons aren't the best team and neither are the Chicago Bears. So if the Packers want to actually do well, it's those moments where they need love needs to shine and the team need to come together and just get the game done and just win the game for them to go farthest. So. Absolutely, for both of you. Hashtag wheel and watch. Uh, I feel like there's Falcons fans, there's Packers fans in Ireland, so I'll just wrap this up by two different factors. First off, how good do the Falcons look, folks, in comparison to what they were 18 months ago? I remember watching the Falcons in London going, Falcons in London? Ah, oh, all right, I'll get, in the, I'll get in the plane, why not? Now it's like, I look like Desmond Ritter looks interesting to watch. You've got Bijan Robinson, over 120 yards on the day. Uh, Tyler Algier had nearly 50 as well and Corderell Patterson isn't even on the team at the minute because he's injured and then you look at the Packers and Jordan Love had such an interesting game where he showed moments of brilliance like you both said guys like Wicks and Jalen Reed, Romeo Dives, guys we're going to see really come into themselves with Jordan Love over the next few weeks so for me there's so much youth, youthful talent in this league and certainly I don't think Packers fans will be down this Monday morning, they might be down in the way that they lost the game but as a Broncos fan slash Steelers fan, if people want to start taking the deck out of me, I think the Packers are in a pretty good position. And I'm going to round up the podcast segment at 27 minutes in because I'll remember that number, 27, with a minute in. If you're on the video, we don't need to do anything. But we'll, we'll be back on the next podcast segment, Pro Football Ireland, Monday morning football. <laughs>